Hey, Earl, uh, today's podcast is brought to us by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash comedy podcast network. That's Mr. Hepner to you, Mr. Oh, Scott Novel. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Earl Hepner. Uh, look, it's free audiobook. You know, I, I you seem like a man that likes to read. I don't like to read. You don't like to read? I like listening to things. I have this little thing in my ear, and people tell me what to do. Oh, well, hey, you can make your own decisions, you know. You can count to three. You can count to ten. You can listen to books to however you uh, want to. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I screw people. You screw people. People tell me to screw people, and I screw them. Well, <laughs> well, you get a free audio book, Earl. If you, the beauty is that you don't have to read anymore. Are you telling me there's a book out there that's going to tell me to screw things? What's a possible book that could ever tell me to screw things? A possible book that could ever tell you to Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm sorry? Fifty Shades of Grey. What is that? See, you're a referee who believes in black and white. That's what you wear. That you just see everything in a black and white sort I of wear setting. these stripes because it's what I believe. Yeah, the, the, there's no shades of gray. Let me tell you, Earl, there's 50 shades of gray out there. Are you telling me we live in a multi-tiered world where there's no such things as black and white, but just an ever-changing shade between? No. E.L. James is telling you that. Oh. And I wouldn't even... I, I, I'm not going to read it to you. I'm not going to read you the book. You're not even going to read it yourself. You can get a free audiobook download of Fifty Shades of Grey, book one or book two. Doesn't matter where you start. What can I listen to it on? Audible. Go to audibletrial.com slash network. You can have those, and there's over 100,000 titles to choose from, Earl. Think of how many shades of gray that is. That's more than 50. It is more that's than 50. A of, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. If you don't get it, you're screwing yourself. Then it's Earl screwed Earl. Story of my life. <laughs> hey guys, it's Steve, and this is a very special episode of Curtain Jerks today. Scott Narver is out of town, and I will be talking today with Phil Ranta, the head of the Comedy Podcast Network. This is the pre-taped intro because I realized there wasn't nearly enough information given in the entirety of the episode. Uh, we do some funny stuff, and then we end up talking about net neutrality for a while near the end. So it's going to be completely different than what you guys are used to. Relax. We still do jerk tweets. Everything's fine. Here's the episode. I'll see you at the end for the outro. Welcome to Curtain Jerks on the Comedy Podcast Network. I'm Steve Sears, and we have a very special t guest today on the podcast. Special new media correspondent Phil Ranta and CEO of the Comedy Podcast Network, Phil Ranta. Hey, I said my name twice. Yeah, I just thought, I forgot that I said it the first time. It's a good thing there's two of me now. Yeah, now that there's both of you. Yeah, it's good. Uh, hey, I'm you. the new media expert yeah. over here. Good to meet you, Phil. I'm the CEO of the Comedy Podcast <laughs> Network over here. Thank you very much for having you uh, both on the, the show. The CEO has a slightly deeper voice. Yes, it's because it's, it's the authority. It's yeah. the authority coming through. Oh, it's the authority? Like the authority? Oh, wow. What what an excellent wrestling reference. I know, right? Well, thank you very much for joining us, Phil's. It's, uh, it's good for both of us to be here. Yeah, I think it's very good for your brand. I miss Scott. Scott is currently on a special assignment in the UK yeah. for realsies. Uh, found out recently that he was drinking, which is really funny. And Scott, tweeting a storm. Yeah, he's been tweeting up a storm. Scott doesn't drink. Apparently he tweets. Yeah. I've just recently learned we have a Twitter page. 
called at Curtain Jerks on Twitter. Uh, tell them Curtain Jerks sent you. Two at Curtain Jerks? Two at Curtain Jerks. <laughs> Curtain yeah. Jerks sent me to you. Yes. You. I, I'm here to read it. Yeah. Uh, not much of a game plan today. I'm sure everybody's expecting me to really fuck up the podcast. Don't worry. I'm feeling really confident. I'm kind of half expecting it. Yeah, you a little bit. I noticed you were wearing a lot of protective gear today. Got right, your yeah. knee pads on. You're wearing a pillowcase underneath your you shirt. Got my riot shield. Yeah, you're ready. Just in case. You're ready for like, you're like a kid who's ready to like go down the top of a roof on his, uh, on his, what is it called? The, what's the wagon called? The radio flyer. The radio, yeah. But uh, you're also ready for the zombie apocalypse. That's why you got your riot. Right. Gear. I'm like, I just watched Jackass and this is going to be fun. Yeah, clatter, 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 dead. Well, we're comedians living in Los Angeles, and this is a comedy wrestling podcast. If you want to get real serious news, check the internet. I'm sure we're probably going to reference it at some point. But wait, doesn't this show live on the internet, too? It does live on the internet. It's very... So wait, is this serious news, then? Well, this is a self-hating podcast. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. It's not well-informed. It's like WTF. Yeah, yeah what, the, like, what the fuck? I hate my life, and I... God, everything's terrible. I've listened to one Mark Marin podcast. Really? Yeah, and I love that he does almost, what? 20 minutes of just him talking before he even gets to his guest. Depending on what kind of mood he's in, sometimes he just chats. Yeah, the one that I listened to, he was talking about how he was in Seattle. He was describing the room he was in in, like, Seattle. I think it was the Gallagher one. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's talking about how people just gave him weed, and he's hanging out in this hotel room. And then he does the Gallagher interview. Very little talk about wrestling on that podcast. Very little. Shockingly little. Shockingly little. In fact, I think Mark Maron, if ever was to talk about wrestling, probably would besmirch it a little bit. He might. He besmirches a lot, so I think he'd besmirch wrestling. I I imagine he would not be a very, uh, like, he would not be very kind to wrestling. Right. That is absolutely true. But... Sorry, I just adjusted yeah. your mic. I'm a consummate producer, and the mic, the actual mic, was facing away from your mouth, so I turned it so that it was okay, facing. Okay, so like this, like this. There we go. Is this better? Is now this people, better nope, Phil? I can't hear you. How about this? Is this I better? can't hear you. I have to constantly be tweaking. Now I should give a little history about Phil Ranta. He was the original tech technical producer on this podcast i did i listened to like the first 90 episodes live that's true and then recently he just trained me to do the podcast which is probably why you've noticed the audio quality is really just dropped lately. just a little bit but that's okay yeah a lot more sound effects a lot poorer audio quality in general right i like the uh, zoo crew morning drops that you have in it now you know what i really i've been pushing t- for scott to really for us to do a morning show like yeah. a curtain jerks radio show yeah i don't think i have the energy to sustain it for more than 15 minutes can you imagine Imagine if WWE launched their own, like, Zoo Crew morning show. Well, speaking of launches, actually, yeah. Phil, that's a really good idea uh, that you brought it up because it goes perfectly into the topic about what I want to talk okay, about. Okay, so today. you don't want to answer my question, no, though. No, can no, you no. imagine? No, it's I like, wanna you want to talk about something else. I want to dismiss what that's you fine. just brought up that's so cool. I can talk about this other thing. The consummate improviser. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, no. Yep. Yeah. But. No, but. Tell me more. Uh, no, just ask you questions, and then you'll tell me everything I need to know. Uh, yep. I think it would be funny if uh, WWE already has a morning Zoo Crew show. It's called Raw. It happens all the time. Look out. Yeah. Raw is recap, everybody. Yeah. I didn't watch Raw this week. Did you watch Raw? No, I don't think I did. No. Usually I watch it with you, so you would know. Yeah. Uh, we watched American Horror Story instead of Raw. Oh, man. Oh, man. American almost Horror- as scary as guys, Raw. American Horror Story was so good. Yeah, on season Netflix- two. Yeah, on Netflix <laughs> this week. American Horror Story was so good. If you could go back in time three years ago and watch it at the same time that we're watching it, oh, oh man, we'd have so much to talk about. Oh, man. It's a good show. Uh, plenty of nudity. Plenty of gore, too. Right. Really good show. Yeah. N- naked butts. It's on cable, so no naked boobs, just yeah, naked just butts. Lots of naked butts. Yeah. Side Side boob, you have no, side boob. None of the none of the downstairs silly parts either. It's no. just the butts. 
Uh, that's the problem is whenever you see nudity, you know that something horrific's going to happen, like genital mutilation or somebody's going to be, like, psychologically broken within the next six minutes. I oh, I like, hope so. I feel like that's the time period. As soon as you see nudity in American Horror Story, something terrible is going to happen almost right. immediately. Yeah. Uh, check it out. Available on Netflix. And not just them going, oh, there's a camera in the room. Ooh. Oh, scandal. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of which, speaking of which. Oh, uh, so but we did both watch the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Yeah, we you did. saw it live. I saw it on tape. Right. Separately, we watched it. It's weird that you busted out the VHS so that you can watch it on tape. I, that was I, pretty impressive. I downloaded it illegally, put it on VHS, and then watched it at a thrift right. store. Digitize it on VHS and then go dust off your VHS, a, pop it in. I'm a big fan of digital artifacting. You like the scan lines. Yeah, digital artifacting is the new snow on TV. So yeah. what was your experience watching Royal Rumble? So I watched the Royal Rumble every year and have been for many years. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Thank you, Mark Maron. <laughs> I, just wanted, to do, uh, I uh, just wanted to do my radio voice. Uh-huh. 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 Okay. All right. I love that. Like the uh, NPR show where they just did a bunch of cocaine. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Tell me more. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Handsome Dan. And this Wade, morning becomes and eclectic. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. You know, in This American Life, I think you're going to notice that this guy really froze people. <laughs> oh, God. I told you the end already. <laughs> yeah. No, my Royal Rumble experience, I watch it with my same group of friends. I'll film school people. Uh, uh, Michigan State? University of Michigan. Not Michigan State. No, there are rivals. Boo. One of the many. Boo MS. Yeah. Yay, lupus. <laughs> there we go. Yay, lupus. Uh, but we watch it every year. Um, we gamble on it. And it's a good mix of between wrestling fans and not wrestling fans. Um, what and- would you consider yourself? Uh, I consider myself like a B minus wrestling fan. Okay, I enjoy it. I know what plot lines are going on. I love watching I it, almost, but if I miss it, I don't like stress out. I almost introduced you as the wrestling outsider, Phil Ranta. Probably comparatively, I am. But no, I think you're. I think you're a daywalker. I think you can walk in both. I, <laughs> yes, I'm. I'm a daywalker. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we watch. We uh, we draw numbers one through thirty out of a hat. Um, we put down money on it. And then we get whatever wrestler corresponds in terms of when they come out. And whoever wins, wins the whole pot. So whether you're a wrestling fan or not wrestling fan, it's fun because you get to cheer and you get to like, oh, this, I got JBL, which I did. Oh, sorry this about year. that. Nope, it's no it problem. Wasn't the long, it wasn't the shortest elimination by any stretch, but they right. really went for it. Yeah. What's the initial buy-in? The initial buy-in's $5, and then there was 15 people there gambling, so then you could choose to buy a second one for $5. Needless to say, I bought in right away. Okay, who was the lucky guy who took the pot when Batista won? Uh, Spoiler alert, his, Batista won the Royal Rumble for 2014. Yep, there we go. Uh, this guy named Chris. Chris won. Cool um, guy, Chris? Yeah, he's not a huge wrestling fan, but he was very happy to win. That's always great when the non-wrestling fan takes the pot. It om- happens I almost every year. I hardly ever play poker. What? I don't even know I the rules. I never win anything. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, he was happy about it. I was, you know, what are you gonna do? I'd watch someone else win. I imagine. Right. Uh, what was I suppose Scott would probably want me to talk about the matches that were at the Royal Rumble. Uh, you know what everybody was talking about though. What's that? El Torito. Oh, the tiny, uh, the tiny wrestler. Right. I don't think his name is really El Torito. That's a Mexican restaurant in Los Angeles. No, it's actually El Torito. Is it? It's tiny, the tiny bowl. That's what I thought. Yeah. I keep forgetting if it's El Torino or El Torito. I, Torino is a is a was a Mexican restaurant on Hoover in downtown, which okay. had a delightful uh, tacos and burritos. So everyone check that out. Yeah, it's actually closed. Well, you're in your time machine because yeah. you went and saw American Horror Story. And you went back to go to mid 1990s right. uh, burrito shop. Uh, also, 
El Torito is actually a higher end Mexican food restaurant in Los Angeles. Yeah. There's the El Torito, which is like our, your Chevys or your Chiles. Right. Uh, or your Apple Blaze. Yeah. Or your Outbeques. Uh, <laughs> Outbeques. Outbeques. And then El Torito Grill is like their, it's like the Chipotle of the McDonald's world. Right, exactly. Do you think that uh, El Torito was sponsored by the restaurant? I'm surprised that they brilliant. don't do more sponsoring in wrestling. Yeah. I feel like they always do it. They always keep it outside of the ring. Brock Lesnar is the only guy who actually takes sponsors yeah, into the, the ring. The old Jimmy like. Johns. Yeah, the Jimmy Johns, which I always think is a beef jerky company. And then Jack Link's, which I always think is a sandwich company. Whoa, your I'm, brain got scrambled somewhere. I'm, very, I'm super scrambled. Just like that woman from American Horror Story Season 2 when she got the uh, electrodes on her head. Oh, yeah, because she was, uh, because she was a lesbian. Yeah. Great it's show. kind of the same thing. Great show. Great show. But we're not here to talk about American Horror no, Story. We're, we're here to Ro- talk about the Royal Rumble. Rumble. That's right. But did you believe what happened on American Horror Story? It was terrible. And it I'm like, I'm so blowing. freaked to figure and out what's And the aliens. And then there's the mutants out in yeah. the forest. The little chip that was under the guy's skin that and turns, turns into a, a bug. Little, a little spider? Yeah. Oh, great. A little robo-bug. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, spoiler alert. Ahoy for... Uh, American Horror Story. But regardless, like he was, I I thought that he was pure joy and light. I I enjoyed when he came in and everyone was like, yeah, everyone thought it was like a gag. Like, oh, look at this ridiculous dude. And then he came in and whooped some butt. Did he? I was about to say, did he execute somebody? Did he eliminate anyone? He did. He eliminated one. I forget who he eliminated, but he flipped someone out of the ring. He did like a Hurricane Rana and he got the person pulled out. Yeah, totally. Uh, CM Punk really kicked his ass pretty bad too. And then he got Hurricane rana Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, all in all, I like this Royal Rumble. I like like you're always waiting for the Royal Rumble match, and I think it's my favorite because it's the most pandemonium. It's yeah. the craziest, and it looks like people are really trying to do the most with it. Oh, it's my favorite too. I'm I'm a fan of spectacle, if nothing else, and uh, the fact that there's just a bunch of people swinging at each other at once. Oh, I love it. Uh, did you like Brock Lesnar and Big Show? Uh, yeah, it was yeah. You know what's funny? Fine. As I had this feeling that. I'm sure you're aware of it. You've probably heard me and Scott talking about it. But Brock Lesnar only does certain dates. Yeah. And he's only on TV a few times. And then he builds up to a big pay-per-view. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Big Show was one of those, like, whenever he wrestles, it's a big deal. Right. And I think what was kind of funny about it was that it felt like it was just a stepping stone to keep Brock Lesnar kind of busy. Like, they sort of wanted to burn some dates. Because it was a very short match. It wasn't yeah. incredibly long. It oh, was yeah. cool. But it wasn't – you don't immediately think, oh, Big Show and Brock Lesnar. I mean, they're both really tall, but it's not – Big Show is not as charismatic as Brock right. Lesnar is scary. That's the thing is it was fine. Like, I generally like the the more nimble guys. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's good. It's fun to see a couple monsters duking it out. Yeah, no I, problem with I that. love to see that great white shark out of its element going up against that Kodiak bear. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a new uh, sci-fi original movie. Bear versus shark? Yeah. Or uh, just Bear Shark, NATO. Uh, speaking of American Horror Story Season 2. Oh, let's do. Uh, you said at one point when there was these mutants in the forest, you said, oh, man, look, watch out for the forest freaks, to which I immediately thought WWE's a new film, Forest Freak. Right, or an awesome tag team. Yeah, oh, Forest Freaks? Oh, wait, isn't that just the Wyatt Brothers? Aren't they just the Forest Freaks? Uh, Wyatt Brothers? Huh? Is that the Wyatt, Wyatt family? Sorry. They're, the, they're brothers. Nah, but they're brothers. Yeah. They're brothers in faith. Yeah, I exactly. I think you're absolutely right. This is what gives me a B-, minus because I call the Wyatt family the Wyatt Brothers. You know what? It comes from such a pure place of, of just honor and like utter jubilation that i'm right. not gonna i'm not gonna criticize thank you, you steve you're welcome i but i imagine the forest freaks would be guys in like ghillie suits sort of <laughs> looking like really furry like right. swamp monsters that would be if you want to make them a heel that's the way to do it like we're wearing ghillie suits yeah they would look like live action versions of scooby-doo monsters right or like a rejected costume from mario brothers 3 exactly exactly and i think that 
wrestling has such a history of tassels on shirts and pants and belts and stuff that if you just had long ghillie suits and guys that would sort of slink around, people right. would get a kick out of it. Like their their deal is that there are a bunch of people who like live their life in duck blinds and they wear camouflage. And oh. then there's like uh, bushes on the outside of the ring they stick in and then they blend in with it. So people are like, oh, where'd they go? Uh, that's You know what? That would be their own version of the lumberjack match. Yeah, that totally. Would be a, it would, instead of an Inferno match, they'd have a duck blind match. And yeah. they, like you don't know how many wrestlers there are and they're hiding in the duck blinds. That's my dream. Duck blinds. <laughs> duck blinds. Yeah, is duck that the, blinds. That's what, it's, those, that's what the camouflage is? Yeah. Is that up? I yeah. don't watch Duck Dynasty. Oh, it's not Duck. That's just a comment. That's just a knowledge. No? Okay. That's just knowledge. I should also say if it was World's Deadliest Catch, I'd be like, I don't watch commercial crab fishing. I'm only about independent crab right. fishing. Yeah. I'm kind of a crab fishing hipster. Yeah. I, I liked crab fishing before it was cool. Yeah. I liked crab fishing before people ate crab. Yeah. Okay? You know, like uh, before Bible times where they mentioned shellfish a lot. Yeah. Where you weren't supposed to eat it. Yeah. So get ready. So uh, get ready. <laughs> get ready. Um, speaking of getting ready. Come February is the launch of the WWE Wait, Network. Wait, well, before we launch into that, you never said what you thought of the Royal Rumble. Oh. You asked me. You were, it I'm was a, a one-way interview. I'm a mystery. Ah, uh, wrapped I know. I, I, I liked it. Good. I liked it What was your favorite person that came out? Uh, Do you like Kofi Kingston? You know what was really great? Uh, I don't know if you noticed it, but the crowd really turned on Batista at the end, and everyone yeah. was really liking Roman Reigns sort of being the final guy. I agree. I liked it, too. And, like, I'm sure there was there was a video online where people were complaining about Batista winning, and Roman Reigns, like, that's such... Even if Roman Reigns doesn't win the Royal Rumble, people are going to, like, everybody backstage was like, wow, Roman Reigns is really hot right now. The crowd was going fucking crazy for Roman Reigns. Yeah. Even if Batista goes forward... They know they've already taken the temperature of the WWE universe. Yeah, I think that the Shield, in terms of non-funny gimmicks, is probably my favorite gimmick in a long time. I agree. Like techno, kind of cyber, punky, flak jacket badasses. Yeah. Like, I wish they did more video packages around them before. Because remember when they did the video packages that all looked like the uh, video from The Ring? Mm -hmm. Where it had all the flashes, but also it was like... We're inside. We're everywhere. So they like played up the hacker thing. They, a big there was way. something very subversive about that. Yeah, they were like anonymous, mm -hmm. right? I love that stuff, and I'm kind of sad that they just kind of made them like general bad guys. Well, come now out they have the a T-shirt with the Hounds of Justice, and they have right. a tagline. And before it was like, there's always that element of like, ooh, what's going on? This is kind of I don't know where they stand. They're bad guys, but they're cool bad guys. Right. I like them, and they were like this unstoppable force. And now I want to see them flourish. Well, that first uh, triple tag team I think they did at WrestleMania a while back, with, mm -hmm. which they decisively won. I think yeah. it was Sheamus and John Cena and someone else. I should probably remember because I'm a wrestling fan. Yeah, I'm more of a B-minus. So yeah, more of a B-minus. Yeah, I don't mean to brag, but I'm kind of a B-minus. Yeah, I should point out I'm the color commentator on this show. Oh, wait, I'm the voice of uh, under, the voice. full understanding and reason? Yeah, I think so. No, I should be. Uh, by the way, guys, Scott is on assignment, which yeah. I already said. I'm hosting today. Oh, yeah, and I'm, uh, I guess I'm co-hosting today. Yeah, or you guesting, are. That's or? why it's a, it's a back and forth. It's yeah. a conversation. You notice how there's no dead air? We're just talking into right. the middle of space. <laughs> we got to fill time, yeah, man. got to fill time. I can't stop talking. That's I, not true. We're doing it all for you. Yeah. And he's, oh, really? You're just talking to keep up with me? Or no, I'm doing it all. For, I was talking to the home, home listener. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're keeping it no dead air because that way you don't glaze off when you're tra trapped in traffic and right. you're driving. But yeah, I think there was a lot of interesting matches. I felt like the the lead up to the Royal Rumble was actually really strong. I like that they had a lot of heel victories. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool move because it, it it kind of like going into the Rumble, everyone just watched four heels in a row win. 
and they were just like it, it was exhausting it was exhausting because there was it was an element of disappointment and i think a lot of smarter fans are always thinking about well, what is that going to do for the storylines right and then you get to see that pandemonium of the royal rumble which yeah. i think is always like great. bray wyatt winning Oh my god! It was unexpected. I was like, if there was ever a lock for the Royal Rumble, I was like, Daniel it's an Bryan. absolute lock that Daniel Bryan will win that because they have to end that plot line. The hypnotism thing didn't really work. The way that they got out of it, where you they know, were like, "I was faking it," made no sense. You were not a fan of that. I, I thought wasn't. it was cool that Daniel Bryan no. turned on the people that he turned on. Why for. did if he wasn't really hypnotized that whole time? Why did they let him beat him up all that time? He wasn't hypnotized. He was Phil. He was never hypnotized. I know, but then why did he play along for Incredible so long? Incredible self-discipline. No, there could have been one time where Incred- he was just like, "Oh, I'm hypnotized," and then as soon as they started trying to attack him, break all of their arms. I don't know why. I don't know where the this hypnotism bit came from. He was never hypnotized. Yeah, he well he, he was, joined them of his own accord. Then how come that he let them beat him up after each time? There was incredible, some sort of mind control. Incredible self because like Bray Wyatt was doing a lot of that. Like, oh look, he's my slave now. He's kind very of stuff. charismatic. I don't. Uh, well, maybe it's more like Charles Manson cult leader type thing. Yeah. Um, but still, it's like it, he shouldn't have played along that long if the point he wanted to get across was I wanted to show that you had no power. That's bull because they did have power because they were allowed. They were able to beat him up so many times. Would you have liked it in terms of storytelling? You're a writer. You're you you have a good understanding of of hero mythology. Would yes. you thought it'd been more interesting had Daniel Bryan eventually became disillusioned within the Wyatt family and then went rogue opposed to having a plan all along. I would have, I would have, instead of being with the Wyatt family, he would have been with Los Matadores and they would have, uh, convinced him to become their new El Torito. And then El Torito would have had, uh, wanted to get vengeance on him, which would have led to a match at the Royal Rumble would have led to a match at the Royal Rumble where, uh, El Torito is so tiny and nimble that he was able to trick. It was like a David and Goliath story. Well, that's, you know, I always like matches that have the stipulation where it's sort of more of an official stipulation than just a grudge match. So it would have been El Torito versus Daniel Bryan for the title of El Torito. Right, exactly. Okay. Which would have been pretty great. Would Daniel Bryan have been wearing full luchador gear with the ho- horns, but his beard's coming out? I think he'd have to. I think he, See, he's absolutely I, right. That's the thing is I feel like... Uh, if they were going to go for kind of a, a strange and kind of not really funny, but kind of strange angle like they did, they should just go all out and either decide to make it really tragic or really funny. And you thought that they dropped the ball on the Wyatt family angle with Brian because it was not far enough in either direction? It, well, first of all, just in terms of it didn't make sense. Like his justification, Daniel Bryan's justification made no sense. Well, you heard it here first. From B minus wrestling fan. This Phil is Ranta. another B minus commentary from <laughs> Phil Ranta, the sometimes wrestling fan. I th- I like if the uh, the slogan for that was B minus is still passing. <laughs> B minus, that's pretty good in at Harvard. Well, Phil, I had you on the show today because one, I didn't book any other guests, and two, Thank you. I wanted it's good your, to be here. <laughs> I wanted your critical analysis yes. of the WWE Network, which is going to be launching soon. You are a new media expert. You've been in the game for a very long time. And I'm curious, what are the things that WWE Network has to avoid so it's not a giant fucking clusterfuck? When well, first I'll run down my credentials so that people know that's legit. When I'm at work all day, I sit and talk about things like the WWE app. And uh, I talk about uh, it with, WWE Network. Network, yes. WWE app is completely But mobile different. first experience, right? Yeah. So it's still going to be an app, but it's an app called the WWE Network. Yes. But regardless, um, the WWE Network is... Uh, as with most things that big companies are launching like WWE, it's pretty progressive because what they're saying is we're actually going to cut prices 
for the the return of more engagement, right? I believe so. There, I think that there you have more access to their library, and you also will be able to comment more on it. I believe it kind of reminds me of like you you get a day, you buy a day at Disney and you get a year free. Yeah. That the whole thing they do. I think so because what their their point is is usually people go once and go that was fun and not come back. But then they're paying for you to continue engaging with the park and spend more money there, right? I believe, but I have a feeling, I'm pretty sure that one of the engagements is, imagine if you could leave YouTube comments on Space Mountain. Yes. I think they're adding a comment feature to a lot of their things so they can sort of track people's, not just what people are viewing, because they're going to have their own analytics, because it's, you know, it's their app, it's their network. They're going to know what people are watching, what people are searching for. Mm. I think they're also going to have an interactivity where either it's a chat room or people are going to leave, they're going to be able to grade things yeah i I mean i don't i don't know exactly what kind of interactivity they'll have but considering the success of hashtags on wwe they would be fools not to make it a social first experience which means you're watching the window but the entire time they have a feed of what tweets are going on and you're able to join in on the conversation directly through the app Mm -hmm. if they don't have that that's going to be a huge missed opportunity well i think isn't there an issue with that if you have any sort of gaming console, which I feel like a lot of these apps are going to be on because people are going to want another TV? I feel like interactivity on, through consoles is really limited because you don't have a keyboard. Well, that's the great thing, though, is most people, of especially the connected or millennial generation, the entire time they're watching TV, they're tweeting anyways, right? So they've, their keyboard and their their message ser- service is their phones. Right, but I'm also, I've connected my, say, PlayStation 4, I've connected it with my Facebook. Oh, the smart, oh, right, so the profile is LinkedIn. Right, so it's not like I'm necessarily using Facebook through my PlayStation 4, but when I use Facebook, my PlayStation 4 knows it, and vice versa. When I'm using PlayStation 4, my Facebook knows it, right? Mm-hmm. If they're able to have that kind of experience where I'm watching this on this app, and then when I'm tweeting, it's engaging with what's on the screen, it's going to be huge, right? Absolutely. But ultimately, it's it's a discount if you're getting the pay-per-view, so it's a great deal for people at home. For people who are priced out of the previous model, where it's like freaking 60 bucks per pay-per-view, now it's 10 bucks a month. Maybe people who wouldn't have regularly gotten the pay-per-view, they might get it. And if they get it, they'll feel the pr- pressure to actually use it, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like uh, when you get Netflix and you go... Well, I'm paying for it, so I'll just see what's on Netflix. Uh, American Horror Story Season 2. Season 2, it's great. It's yeah. still up there, right? Even yeah. though it's very old. I'm watching it for the first time. feels new to me. Uh, have you been following anything at all about how net, American, ne- net neutrality American was being... Horror Story 2? Net neutrality, two? Uh, net, net neutrality oh, Season 2. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about... Ameri- net neutrality Asylum Season we were talking about American two. History... Yeah, American, American History, History X. Uh, American History <laughs> X, yeah. Also very good. Yeah, very good. on Netflix. What are your feelings on uh, that net neutrality ruling that the FCC sort of struck down? I mean, it's tough because... I mean, I bring it up because if someone has the WWE Network and they cancel cable or something along those lines, and they have a cap based on their whatever their service provider is, and it's WrestleMania weekend, and you can't watch because you've already done... 10 gigs and you've only got two left for whatever you know right let's say let's say you spent a thousand dollars to get unlimited free ice cream for a week and you go to baskin robbins every single day and people see you getting the ice cream they see you get the thousand dollars right or they see you you turn in your card it's free and people start getting wise and they go hey steve why don't you buy me you get some of that ice cream because i get to use it for free and you go okay and then a bunch of people start using it from you Eventually, you have to ask, is it fair that all of these people are getting it when I had to pay $1,000 for it? Yeah. That's, that's kind of like the internet companies where, you know, are they, they getting, they, are they the ones who paid the $1,000 and getting the ice cream? Right. Because they're the ones, they had to build out the infrastructure in order to have the internet. Mm-hmm. They had to make the wiring. They had to do a lot of the 
big investment programmatic stuff in the early days. So you can't really blame them for trying to control it. How on the other hand, internet is so kind of like ubiquitous and and free and everywhere now. I personally absolutely can blame them because of the culture that has been born from what they've sort of made without any involvement from there besides a sort of completely utility sort of like access for people. Right. They did not create the content. They did not create the communities by any means. AOL was not a cultural sort of gathering place and it's not anymore everything else is sort of spread and it's grown and it's become this giant cultural entity so anytime someone says hey by the way guys could really appreciate the money like now that it's become so much bigger than they ever possibly imagined now it feels like they're stepping back in it's like hey guys uh don't forget who started all of this back in the day and it's like you never started this. All but you did was tough. you laid the train, you laid the train tracks, and whoever brought the television or uh, you know poetry from wherever across on a train, the train track. All they did was had that responsibility of had the original sort of delivery system. But I mean, the, the tough thing about that is let, let's take Facebook for an example, right? So they built Facebook, but Facebook's really powered by social engagement, social Each interaction. Each person right? who's a member, makes everybody's it what creating it is. content. Yeah. It's no different than creating video, right? I'm writing a post. People engage with that post. That's the reason why people go on it. So when they started running ads, everybody was like, "Oh, Facebook running ads." On the other hand, this is a company that was losing money hand over fist, besides investment money, right? Like they they needed to make money eventually somehow, right? Mm-hmm. I think the reason why the internet companies are getting such a bad rap and uh, and don't get me wrong, like I I do think that the internet should be free. I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit, but uh, only because I feel like at this point ownership is shared by so many that it's how can you track it back? Um, it's a lot of people who are planning on getting money based on other people building the infrastructure, which is what I'm against. But eventually, Facebook has to start monetizing, right? And it's the same way with the the internet providers. It's like you have to eventually say, like, if we're not making enough money to to survive, it's no longer the days of AOL where you have to pay by the minute. Eventually, we have to find a way where where we can survive too, where it's worth our money to build out the infrastructure. Can you advocate that for either a change in prices or ad- for maintaining the infrastructure without capping people's downloads or without anything that minimizes censorship, I think is what I'm arguing for. Right. And that's what the real issue with sort of net neutrality being sort of struck down is suddenly people, if uh, Time Warner has a deal with WWE and they're like, hey, you know, you like we we work together, so anybody's on Time Warner, you can get WWE, but not Spike TV, not Impact. It's sort of along those lines. Like you can really limit what people see, and I agree with you. The infrastructure, like that, that I think they should be at least monetized for. They have right. to be, but it never feels like they're in danger. Well, because- that's I mean, and it's true. Like scarcity drives capitalism, right? The way to make sure that your company's doing better is by offering something unique that other companies don't, and. Uh, ISPs don't have that anymore. Cable companies don't have that anymore. Everybody has the same garbage, right? Yeah. I, d- I say garbage, but I'm really a yeah, B minus need, wrestling fan, yeah. so I don't mean garbage. You but, mean uh, just stuff. There's, just stuff. They, everybody just a offers glut of everything. Crap, right? Yeah. Ninety nine hundred ninety nine channels you don't watch, so that you can watch wrestling and Comedy Central. At least that's what I watch. And you know, American Horror Story season two asylum. Yeah. Because that's a great show. But I watch it on Netflix. It's a really good show. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I mean. Yeah. It, it, Wait, I, I have a. I think I know where you're headed with that. Is right. that along the lines of if you're offering unique content, American Horror Story Season 2 Asylum is only on Netflix. Right. 
and Amazon doesn't have it. Their right. video demand on doesn't. Hulu Plus doesn't have it. Right. So because Netflix has it, they're at a distinct advantage. Right. I think that that sort of offering exclusivity is one sort of. It's an interesting way to go about it, but it's the idea that they would throttle someone else's show and you don't get to see it. Do you right. know what I mean? I like, think that a la carte. Uh, cable companies is going to be the way of the future. I what think is that? that I never know what a la carte means. It means that you can kind of pick and choose what channels you want, and then it'll raise the price. That's but that's the nightmare. That's what's fucking scary about it. Is you want? I don't do, think it is scary. But if you go on your Xbox and you're like, hey, I've got the WWE Network app, I've got Hulu Plus, I've got Netflix, and whatever the fuck uh, TNA has got, or Ring of Honor has an app or something, you get to pick those things. But I feel like the risk is. Not having the app be supported, not having the show, not having the content be supported because Xbox is like, you know what? No. If you want that, then they have to strike a better deal with it. Right. Us. But the market will even itself out. Guys, sound like such a freaking conservative. But it's true. Like, the market will even itself out. It's like, if you're not making enough money with an app, that app will go away. Mm-hmm. And if enough apps go away, people are going to start craving entertainment. If people start craving entertainment, then you're going to find a pricing model that works. Right, and it might not be the kind of content you can spend hundreds of millions of dollars against every year, but if you're creating good enough content, you certainly can, because enough people will buy it. It just—it always feels like chopping off someone's legs, like an American Horror Story season. Oh, so good! Spoiler alert: at the risk of, but it's saying, don't worry, the rest of the body will be strong. They'll just have to work out their upper body that much harder. Right, and it will. The upper body will get stronger for that girl who gets her legs chopped off in American Horror Story too. Season two, not the sequel to the show, um, but yeah, it's 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 difficult because you you want to have everything all at once, and there's always going to be those people who have like you buy it here, you don't have to worry about it. It's kind of like phone and internet bundling, right? When they were doing that, it's like we're a one stop shop, and that's a value proposition in itself. For the really discerning fans of something, though, like if I'm a fan of WWE and that's where I spend most of my free time, mm-hmm. then I'm going to get the WWE Network. And then I'm done entertainment-wise, right? I want the same thing for the internet. I want the same thing for television because I'm a really discerning viewer. I know I'm not going to watch certain channels. HGTV, I'm never going to turn to that channel. No reason. I don't care what they launch. It's like the South Park episode where it's you can only get these channels if you bundle everything together. Right, and then all the cable companies are rubbing their nipples. It It does feel like that, right? Because, I mean, ESPN is the driving force behind cable. I don't watch ESPN. It's where a lot of my money for my cable bill goes, and I'm not going to watch it. I would love to have half off my cable bill and never have an ESPN channel. Absolutely. You're listening to Tech Touch, the tech that touches you on the comedy podcast. <laughs> this, is, this is a comedy wrestling yeah. podcast that we're talking about. Net neutrality in the most boring yeah. possible way. Listeners, thank you for bearing with us. It's time for jerk tweets. Yeah. Tweets that jerk you. Uh, is that the new tagline for Because I know, like it. I'm trying a lot of taglines this week. One of them being the common <laughs> curtain jerks, the show where we talk about tech stuff until everybody vomits out their eyes. Yeah. At GT 2010, uh, at curtain jerks, if you could pretend to be a special Olympian to steal one make a wish, which wrestler would you wish to meet? If we were special Olympians. Like a kid with no legs? Uh, or I guess a really great gladiator. I don't know. It's up to you. Okay. Also, follow up question. And would you tell the wrestler you were pretending to be a special Olympian or not? Oh, so I'm pretending. Yes. So I'm pretending to be a special Olympian to meet a wrestler. Mm -hmm. And then would I be the guy who went like, hey, guess what? This is all bullshit. I'm actually uh, just ignore me. I suppose in the uh, name of comedy and trivializing disabilities, we should probably pick the disability that we would have and which wrestler would come visit us. Okay. And Um, what our wish would be. You know, what the day is, what we'd like to to do. Okay. Here's what I want to do, all right? Okay. My wish 
is that I'm horribly agoraphobic or my, my, uh, my, the reason your why. wish, right? My <laughs> I, wish. Phil, I said, uh, imagine. Don't open that door. <laughs> um, no, I would, I would say that I'm horribly agoraphobic and I'm going to starve to death inside of my house because I have no parents. Parents okay. are gone. I'm agoraphobic and I'm just going to sit here and starve to death. Okay. Who I'd bring over is Ryback. All right. And I would make him come in and say, feed me more over and over again. And I'd be like, I'm starving to death. I can't. And you'd go, feed me more. And they'd be like, I'm out of food. So you're also a masochist. Right. I'm also a masochist. I would just try to I would try to get him to break character. Oh, okay. I want to see Ryback's gentler side. His je- the gentler side of Ryback? Yeah. Would you tell him you were pretending? No. He, would, no. he would squish me. Yeah? Because he'd be like, you're wasting my time. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good one. That's yeah. a really good one. How about you, Steve Sears? Well, I was going to say uh, I was going to pretend that I was born without legs. Okay. So I'm going to wear green socks so they can... Uh, and then green screen it out? Green screen it out. And then I think I'd ask for John Cena. Okay. Because he's a big Make-A-Wish guy. Yeah. And I would ask him to give me a piggyback ride around the neighborhood. <laughs> would you also have him wear one of his like uh, uh, green Fruity Pebble shirts? Oh. So that when he gets in front of the green screen, he's like, my body's gone. See, well, that's what you were asking. You were, like the, One of the questions is, would I tell him if I was, in fact, a special Olympian yeah. or not? Problem is, he wears his green T-shirt, which is like couple months back yeah and he finds out because his torso disappears oh so then i've got to come clean and be like john cena i'm sorry i've got legs and i pull off my green socks and he shrieks and he does a little comedy <laughs> ah! Ah! piggyback and, ride over and then we go over to your house and eat fruity pebbles in front of you haha <laughs> that's kind of a tragic ending it is a kind of tragic ending yeah. I didn't mean to hurt you like that no but. i feel like this is like a, a film festival short that you just wrote. Yeah, it's uh, it's way better in Italian. I believe way it. Better. How's that, Gary? You happy with that, Gary Toner? Uh, don't forget to send your jerk tweets, hashtag jerk tweets, to <laughs> at Kurt Jerks. Uh, don't forget to send your jerk tweets, hashtag jerk tweets. Available at twitter.com is the soon-to-be-throttle database where you will only be able to read the tweets of people who could pay for the service. Or Vine it. Or Vine it, which uh, if it isn't going to be censored because the people who couldn't pay for the service. That's true. Mobile first experience. Doom and gloom. Sorry. Really I know. Sorry. No, I come on this podcast and it immediately stops becoming comedy. You know what? Scott wasn't here. I didn't have a game plan, so I just started asking about things I wanted to hear about. No, it's fine. We're having a good convo. Yeah, real good convo. Um, You can reach us at curtainjerks at gmail.com. If you need to send us any of your embarrassing wrestling stories, Scott's reading those emails all the time. He's in the UK right now. I think he's drinking. I said that earlier. What happened with the action figure sandwiches in backyards? Ah, what a classic curtain jerks throwback. I love those. Those are my favorite things that viewers or listeners sent in. You know what? I liked them too. I think that I was I was surprised that people we even got more than two pictures. Yeah, if you, they do a snowy edition, take a wrestling action figure, pose it next to a sandwich in a backyard with snow, uh, then I will uh, I'll retweet it. It's okay. at Phil Ranta, P H I L R A N T A. Shocking. Yep. Shocking. Uh, that kind of brings us to the close of this curtain jerks. I know it's a little bit weird. Thanks for bearing with us today, guys. Uh, 
Wait, why is it weird? What? We, we had some real B-minus wrestling yeah, talk Yeah, we had there. some real uh, delightful golden nuggets on some this Some good episode. character bits. It was good. I, we didn't do... There, We didn't have a single guest on this no, show. No, we didn't have a single... You know the first happened? time ever. I should explain. Scott took everybody with him to the UK. He did. So when, Selfish. When Scott comes back, we're not. We're going to have a few interviews with him. We're going to have a few interviews with his guests. And we're also going to interview our staff that he took with can him. I, can I tease a little something? That yeah, Scott like. is Scott keeps... Uh, sending me more wrestlers that he's interviewed. Yeah, he sent. He's got a ton of wrestlers that he's been. Interviewed. He's talking to tons of popular wrestlers over there. Scott is in Europe. Yeah, he's wheeling and dealing. Yeah, he's doing real well. Well, uh, well, Phil, thank you very much for joining us. Thank today. you. If you want to hear more of me on a podcast, uh, listen to the Sports 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 Podcast on Comedy Podcast Network dot com. But look, seriously, listen to more Curtain Jerks. I enjoy the show. Oh, good. You, I guess they're, they are you're, listening you're to You're saying Kurt it to all the people who are listening to Yeah, Jackson. download back episodes. Um, you know They've been, been fun since episode one. After this episode, one. they're going to be like, I'd like to listen to more as long as they're not talking about the fucking internet. Hey, you're listening on the internet. I, Interneters. Um, that's true. This is true. Uh, so thank you very much, very much for joining us today. Hey, good job, Drug Steve. I uh, really appreciate it. And uh, you know what, kids? Hey, enjoy your rest. This just in, breaking news. Scott just emailed me at what time this morning? It was 3.17 a.m., probably a much reasonable hour for him. He said that he has got an exclusive interview with Rockstar Spud from Impact Wrestling. So, guys, ring out your drawers. I think it's time to clean everything. Shit, why would I even say ring out your drawers? So we've got that exclusive interview for you next week. Also, Scott's going to be able to talk about his experience in the UK across the pond. Get some exclusive interviews all across the board. (laughs) Have a great week. Scott, what a great show today. One of the best. Always the best. Great bests. If you want to get interactive with Curtain Jerks, which I know you do, Steve. Absolutely. That would be another great best thing to do. Go to Facebook.com slash Curtain Jerks. Hey, that's a great place to see photos of you with wrestlers and interact with us. I look stupid. Hey, you look pretty classy. But yeah, get interactive with us. You can talk with us on there. We post matches, photos, videos, all kinds of stuff. Is there another way we can interact with our fans? We can. We can interact with all these jerks at Twitter. Twitter.com slash Curtain Jerks. What a great Twitter handle. We tweet all the time. We, we tweet at breakfast. Tweets. We do live tweets of shows, live tweets of live events. I should wake up for breakfast. Yeah, you should. You could tweet it. And of course, listening to Curtain Jerks is massively important listen to curtain jerks on comedypodcastnetwork.com stitcher radio and itunes all free rate and review us on itunes makes oh, a big difference that's to us. huge yes yeah, huge it makes us a global phenomenon you have received this transmission from the comedy podcast network For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.